Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question... Everything you ever said, Kanye. What the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, February 19th, 2016. Please clap. Edition of the show where we, a middle-aged white man, talks about modern celebrity pop culture. Start your hate tweets now and stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Relevance, the new app that tells olds what they should think is important. Are you confused by terms like on fleek or tweet storms? Are you baffled by the Kanye Taylor Swift view? You need relevance. Our team of oldsters, or 40-something hipsters, analyze contemporary pop culture and place it in a demographically relevant context. Perfect for parents or Gen X writers. Relevance explains the confusing, the pointless, the inane world of modern celebrity. If you would like to sponsor the show, ask Relevance to explain why this is such a really bad idea. Hello, I'm a famous person, and I'm for sale. Do you have a product or a business that needs promotion? Do you sell something worthless, something no one will buy because it's poorly built and doesn't work properly, likely to come apart at high speeds, perhaps with toxic side effects? Well, I'm here to help you. I'll take your product and I'll sell it to them because they trust me. That's right. They trust me because I'm a famous person. So the Grammys happened. That's, uh... That's important, right? I'm told the Grammys are a culturally relevant thing, Marion of Comet, because, uh, I don't know, someone said so. But what is more important is that there was drama. At the Grammys. Taylor Swift called Kanye out for calling her a bitch and claiming he made her famous, and apparently someone named... Tigger? Oh, uh, glad to meet you. Name's Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. Sorry, I'm being told that is not the same thing as the Winnie the Pooh character. Apparently, some this Tigger would not let Paul McCartney into his after party. And to be honest, I, I mean, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want McCarthy at any of my parties. Dude might play something from Ruined Wings and just ruin the whole fucking night. Jesus, Paul, hang it up. Ebony and Ivory, just don't. Now, this is not a show about music because I have to be honest, I'm a middle-aged white dude who really hasn't liked a song since 1989. And I don't mean Taylor's new album, I mean literally any song that has been formed since the sidereal year of 1989. That's just sad. And I gotta be honest with you, I wasn't all that musically literate back when it was age-appropriate. I mean, I listened to hair metal, for Christ's sakes. That should tell you pretty much everything you need to know about my taste in music. Oh, 
So with the notable exception of Phil Collins' Rock God, the less said about my musical taste, the better. So this will not be a show about the artistic merits of Kanye or Beyonce or Taylor Swift because, gun to my head, I honestly couldn't tell you what any of them might sound like. Yet, these folks are all up in my podcast feeds all the time. I mean, apparently Kanye did something really offensive. No. No, man. Shit, no, man. And white people are suddenly really upset that Beyonce's black? You guys didn't notice that till just now? I mean, hey, 10 out of 10 for trying to be a colorblind society, minus several thousand for being fucking honest about it. And people, many of whom I consider very serious persons, talk about celebrity opinions as though they were important things. As though celebrities somehow had an opinion relevant to anything that was important. And look, if I want to know about the future of contemporary hip-hop vis-a-vis its influences and trends, I'm probably going to reach out to Kanye. If I'm looking for a nuanced opinion on the next Supreme Court nominee, I am dead certain Kanye has one. I am also equally certain that I don't give a shit what it is. Too mean. America has this long and storied tradition of imparting wisdom to our celebrities as though being famous equates with some special insight on life. I mean, Charles Lindbergh was one hell of an aviator, a genuine hero, but give him a microphone and ask him his views on race and the bloom drops off his fucking rose really quick. Our bond with Europe is a bond of race and not of political ideology. It is the European race we must preserve, political progress will follow. Racial strength is vital, politics a luxury. If the white race is ever seriously threatened, it may then be time for us to take our part in its protection. I can only imagine that people were standing just off stage going, Dude, Ixnay on the raceway, no good yay. But probably not because this was 1939 and people believed in shit like that. And while that celebrity phenomenon is certainly not unique to America, like with so many other things, we took this thing to 11 when we could have just made 10 louder. So by the time we hit the modern media age, we stopped even questioning the wisdom of our celebrities and more or less just accepted the things they say as if they made some kind of sense. I mean, really. Are you going to take medical advice from a woman whose sole claim to fame was eye candy on a game show that ran on MTV in the 90s? I know when I am looking for reliable medical advice, I so often think of Singled Out. Or if I'm concerned about my mental health, one of the first persons I tend to think of is Vinny Barbarino. I mean, I think to myself, I bet this guy has some real insight on modern mental health issues. Um, I, just give me a sec, I'll think of it. Does it have anything to do with history? Yeah, oh, the, 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 the great French fry phantom. French fry fans. Yeah, I just heard the news. No potatoes. I think I think it happened in in, in England, the island, someplace where they where they speak English really funny. Gabe Kaplan, sure, I can see that, but not Vinnie Barbarino. And before you say it, 
Travolta was acting when he played that role, but trust me, it it wasn't much of a stretch. In this modern era, we have imbued celebrity with all sorts of qualities, sexiness, allure, wealth, charisma, those I get, but where the fuck did we get the idea that these people possessed anything like a special insight on anything other than acting, singing, sports ball, or whatever the fuck they're famous for in the first place. I mean, would you reach out to Dr. Stephen Hawking, who is famous, but I'm not going to go to him with questions about how to best capture the essence of bubbles in my community theater production of The Wire. And the internet has made a bad situation worse. God, when hasn't it? When I was a kid, a fading B or C-list celeb could make a reliable living shilling down market products on late night television or hawking exercise machines of dubious value, and that was okay. I'm damn sure no one actually bought a Thighmaster thinking it was the answer to the need for thinner thighs in 30 days. If they did, hey, well, at least they were out 1999 and maybe had a pinched scrotum. But with the internet, particularly with the advent of social media, we have celebrities not just endorsing shitty products, but endorsing lifestyles and health choices as though there are three seasons on Bravo's Crazy Bitches of Brevard County as T-shirts hairdresser's best friend implies a specific insight into the benefits of going gluten-free. I mean, a few weeks ago, Neil deGrasse Tyson, an actual PhD card-carrying astrophysicist who is a celebrity because he's an actual PhD card-carrying astrophysicist, had to get into a public Twitter beef with a rapper named, God, I wish I was making this whole story up, Bob? What are we up to? Death therapy, Bob. It's a guaranteed cure. Wow! Should I put my hands up? Yes, that's good. Do that. But with you... Finally, I'm ready. The only significant difference between those other guys and me, Bob, is that I'm going to kill you. I've been dying to use a What About Bob drop for ages. Anyway, apparently this guy's name might be B.O.B. I don't give a shit. But their beef was on whether or not the Earth is flat. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! I am, and apparently so is B.O.B. or Bob or whatever the fuck he's doing. Look, I'm all good with a goof, but come on, a flat fucking earth. And because I'm quoting here, when he looks at the horizon, he can't see a curve. Some of the pearls of wisdom this rapper has dropped to his 2.31 million Twitter followers not all of whom I assume are ironically watching his feed, are anti-vax tweets, anti-human cloning, that the that Nelson Mandela died in the 90s, do not ask, I can't even go into it right now, and I will forgive him for thinking that the Statue of Liberty is not indeed on Liberty Island, but on Ellis Island, because a lot of people, some of whom actually live in New York City and New Jersey, think that it's true. For the record, Ellis Island is the island to the right of Liberty Island. Liberty Island is where the statue was at. But none of this changes that the, in 2015, Kim Kardashian, an entity created entirely and sustained by the celebrity mass delusion industrial complex, hawked a prescription morning sickness drug on her fucking Instagram for the sum of one million dollars, which is the going rate for celebrity social media accounts. 
I would like to repeat that because it sounds vaguely important. Kim Kardashian, a celebrity that exists for no adequately explored reason, was paid one million dollars to post an Instagram photo, a social media network best noted for poorly composed, badly exposed, and utterly uninteresting images of food and duct-faced tween girls showing enough skin to qualify as pornography in most of the southern United States. I will not deign to call them photographs. She posted images of a prescription medication without any medical information or warnings as required by law. This obscene amount of money was considered a good investment by the drug company who understood the very simple rule of contemporary American culture. Our citizens are a bunch of fucking useless idiots that will buy anything if they are instructed to do so by anyone who has appeared on a reality television show. I could point out the obvious here regarding the presidential race, but I swore I would not mention he who shall not be named this week. And while the celebrity formerly known as Bruce, now Caitlyn Jenner, certainly has a personal insight on what it is like for her transition from male to female, I am somewhat dubious as to her insights on what it's like for a person without the vehicle of wealth and self-sustaining fame to do the same. I'm not saying Caitlyn is not a genuine person. I'm not saying that her transition is not relevant. What I'm saying is have some fucking perspective, America. In fact, stop looking to celebrities for wisdom. Anyone who spends their life shouting, look at me, is by definition the sort of person you want to skip past when asking for advice. These are people who crave attention, who crave recognition and adulation. These are the kind of people who think they are so self-important that everyone will take time out of their busy lives to listen to them go on and on about anything. I mean, what kind of person is so desperately insecure they would vote their time, devote their time and energy into performing for strangers, just hoping and praying they will give them the tiniest bit of validation? And the worst of the lot are those who do it in a median where they never see or hear the people they are so pathetically seeking affirmation from. Like film, television, radio, or podcasting. God, the mind of the narcissist who would do a podcast. Wait, wait, who the, who the fuck, who the fuck, who, who wrote this? Who, fucking Gavin, I swear to God, I swear I'm going to toss your little ass out on the street just as soon as I find somebody who will work for as little money as I pay you. I don't think Pesca has to put up with this shit. I know. If we're going to talk about desperate narcissists, then we have to talk about Kanye. Oh, bloody hell. While I remain comfortably certain that no one is looking to Kanye for life advice, it must be noted that Kanye West does not sell music. He sells Kanye. He is his own product. The music, the clothing, the clothing, the public performance are all subsidiaries of the Kanye brand. This is the problem. People are no longer famous for the things they do. They are simply famous for being. And Kanye excels at only one thing, being 
Kanye. You can enjoy his derivative products, but in no way is he a musical genius because a musical genius is a genius at making music. I don't know if it is or isn't. I really don't care. But Kanye produced music like a paper factory produces stink, a byproduct released into the world. Except in this case, some people apparently find the odor pleasing. When Kanye proclaims hourly, I imagine, that he is the greatest artist of his generation, I agree, so long as his art is self-propagating bullshit. And he's not alone these days. Well, I am of the Black Eyed Peas releases smart watches and cell phone cases because part of the musical experience is just knowing that you have a smart watch on. Dan Aykroyd has a vodka. Justin Timberlake has a mini golf course. Gaga has a perfume. Billy Wyman of the Rolling Stones. Jesus, he should know better. You know what his product is? It's a fucking metal detector. In case, I guess, he loses a hip screw. And, of course, there's the George Foreman fucking grill, which at least actually is kind of a thing that you would buy and use. I blame myself, really, because if I hadn't pirated all those songs and Napsters, back in the day, Bon Jovi's drummer would never have had to release a line of fine baby clothes. If we as a culture were not so starstruck with the idea of being famous, we might see through the veneer of self-constructed value and ask ourselves the two important question. Why is this person famous? And two, why does this person fame in any way make them competent to speak on the issue in which they are speaking? The corollary to the two is as if they are not competent to speak on this issue, who is paying them to speak, and why? And the addendum to the corollary is why are we listening to this person in the first place? We're through the looking glass here, people. Why are we following this person on their Instagram feed? Do you care in the least about their 3,000 selfie? Or are you so desperate to see the lives they lead off the money they make by your desperation that you're going to continue to give them the power to make money off of your desperation. You see how that works? No, you don't. Look, in no way do I expect people to stop jumping on Jim J. Bullock's 90-day juice cleanse. Is Jim J. Bullock even still alive? I don't know. Or trying Tia Tequila's new six exciting new Kegel clinches. But this is a person who has publicly said the earth is flat and that the fat people deserve to die and that she's a super soldier created by Nazis. That's Tia Tequila. So maybe you shouldn't listen to her when she mentions anything about vaccines. If you are desperate for movie stars medical advice, can I suggest Ken Jeong? who stars in movies and is an actual medical doctor. And if you ask him for some advice, he would probably dispense some very good advice, such as ask your fucking doctor and stop bothering him. Because my knowledge will bite her face off. So don't question Senor Chang, or you'll get bit. You bit. You bit. Some people might suggest Deepak Chopra, who was also a doctor, a medical doctor, but has sadly taken to peddling New Age mystical bullshit in lieu of science. The only reason he's, he's done that is because it pays so much better than actual science, so you really shouldn't do that either. 
That is it for our show this week. We would like to thank the band Hypnostate, who provides the music and the opening credits. They are on Jamindo.com. We are on iTunes and Stitcher or any other podcast catcher you prefer. Subscribe, rate, and review. Find us on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast and at Facebook at the show name. We will not be tweeting any product endorsements other than Jameson because that's not so much an endorsement, but alcoholism. Speaking of alcoholism, be sure to tweet us your questions for the 80 proof prediction, which is coming up right after this show. For me, Dave Bledsoe and the fictional 9-11 truthers and moon hoaxers, we would like to remind you that they've got a mansion. Forget the price. Ain't never been there. They tell them it's nice. They live in hotels, tear out the wall. They've got accountants to pay for it all. I say they're crazy, and it may be a crime, telling untruths to us all of the time, but life's been good to them so far. Come back for the 80 Proof Prediction after the closing credits. I'm just looking Seltzer Kings Podcasts.